Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Hello. Hi. I'm Brittany. And I'm Brad. And we are Audio Shelf. Before we start, make sure to click that red button down below to subscribe to our channel. Why are we giving mean face right now? I'm smiling because you're funny. (laughs) (laughs) We have another hot button book topic to discuss today. I am really surprised that you that you did not tongue twist that. Did I, 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 I tongue twisted myself too. <laughs> like that was amazing. That was a tongue twister. Thank you. I practice. Holy crap! Yes, Brad is correct. We have another topic to discuss, which was brought to our attention from a Twitter user that Brad just happened to find. Mm-hmm. Her name is Kid Silk Hayes, mm. and she just had a long informational tweet about what is happening with the library system and publishers, specifically Macmillan slash Tor. Now, our last episode that we did a hot button book topic on Mm -hmm. was about publishers versus Amazon. Mm -hmm. Or Audible. Or Audible. Mm -hmm. And we were on the publisher side. Yes. This episode, we have a different side to be on. Yes. So the issue here is that Macmillan last year through their tour subset did an embargo on library books where they conducted a test to see if... They limited the amount of ebooks that a library system had if it would drive up ebook sales via their market. Because they got the numbers that they were looking for, Macmillan decided to expand the embargo and start a new one in November. So they're going to extend something that we all hate. Basically. But why do we hate it? Well, the reason we hate it is because our library system is going to be limited to one new release for eight weeks that they have to pay $30 for, and they'll have access to it for an unlimited amount of time, so they say. And then after the eight weeks, they can purchase more title copies, more license of the ebook for $60. Now you may be thinking like, that's okay, that's Mm -hmm. fine. But we're talking, we are in Anne Arundel County, which has many different subsets of cities. Mm -hmm. We have we have Crownsville, we have Pasadena, we have Glen Burnie, mm-hmm. we have Severna Park. Severna Park, we have Annapolis. Everything falls in Anne Arundel County or Baltimore County or Hartford County, the many different counties. What this would do is limit the book to one system, one library system per county. For eight weeks. For so that's eight weeks. One book, one system. Do you know how many people go to the Severna Park Library? No, of course you don't, because you're probably not watching from the Severna Park area. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's a large library with a large variety of books to choose from. Mm -hmm. And since they're upgrading the library system currently, there are hundreds of thousands of users just in our county alone. And so you think, okay, well, if Macmillan releases a new hot book that Mm -hmm. they have been boosting and celebrating and just completely spending all of their time and money and promoting, they release that and they give one copy to a library system. How is that fair? It's not. It is not fair at all. What if I wanted to borrow the book and I said, oh my God, Brittany, let's read it together. You couldn't borrow the same book because there's only one copy. No. Yeah. That diminishes our community. It does. It really does. And 
the war between publishers and libraries has been going on for a lot, lot longer. It started, I don't even know where it started, but whatever it is, Macmillan is hurting the library system. They're hurting the individuals. They're hurting the people that would otherwise be exposed to their books to not be exposed to their books. I'm not a publisher, but what I know is that some libraries kind of tend to become a community service, Mm -hmm. which allow the community to do several different topics or talk about topics, do events, do um, different things that aren't book related Mm -hmm. that publishers kind of get on the defense about. Mm -hmm. And so they see libraries as this way of, you know, not focusing on their content. And that's a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. But libraries need to be that community resource to get people in to eventually look at the books. The thing is, is that libraries need to evolve. They need to grow, much like publishers need to grow and evolve and look at all different facets of what could be affecting their sales. We have self-publishing, which could be affecting it. Amazon has a huge ebook self-publishing branch that could be affecting the publisher's bottom line because a lot of people don't have to go to publishers anymore to get their words and their books out there. The most important thing for authors is that their words are out there. The world can be created in the minds of their readers, no matter if they're getting it from a library or if they're buying it from Amazon or if they're buying it from a brick and mortar shop. We already know that Amazon, which started as a bookseller, has harmed our Barnes and Nobles, our Borders, our Books a Millions. Mm -hmm. We know that they have shuttered bookstores before. So why are publishers not looking at Amazon? Mm -hmm. Why are they not going to them and saying, I'm really interested in knowing if your ebook sales are creating a diminishing return to our publishing houses? Mm -hmm. It's like a really weird brotherly, sisterly, sibling relationship. Mm -hmm. And I really liked what you explained to me earlier was think of Amazon as his older brother Mm -hmm. and think of a publisher as a middle brother. And then think of a library as a little brother. Mm -hmm. Is the middle brother going to beat up on the little brother? Of course. Yes, because he can't beat up on the big brother, which is Amazon. Yes. And the funny thing is, is that Amazon is the newest one of them all. So Amazon should be the little brother. Amazon should be fighting tooth and nail for whatever it needs. But there's a pocket that the publishers have been put in with Amazon because Amazon does give them some sort of return that the publishers are just not investigating. They would rather hurt the library system that taxpayers pay for that offers resources for a minimum amount, if not free. They're hurting the people that cannot get to bookstores, that need ebooks, and that can't afford to buy them off of Amazon. Mm -hmm. Publishers are hurting those people. And They may look at us and say, all these people are exaggerating. It's not that bad. But one book that a library system has to pay $30 for, Mm. whereas you can buy it on Amazon for $3.99. Imagine our education system. How many books do, do students have to read and that they're expected to buy when their parents take them to the library and, you know, get a free book borrowed and then they have their homework assignment done. Mm-hmm. Publishers are essentially getting in the way of education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's an extreme example to look at, but that is what ha- is happening. If Macmillan is a trendsetter with this embargo that's going to be happening in November, it's going to come out. It could make harmful alterations to our library systems. Mm-hmm. And that is something that needs to be brought to the attention of the masses, brought to the attention of other booktubers, brought to the attention of podcasting. It needs to be talked about because Macmillan 
cannot bully the library systems anymore. Publishers should not be bullying the library systems because they don't make enough money for the publishers. Mm. Now, there are some publishers out there that are still on team library. Yes, for a little bit. They have taken away the lifetime access to certain ebook licenses, uh, but Hatchet, Penguin Random House, Simon & Schuster, they have changed their access models from forever access to two-year access models. They have not placed an embargo on the books because they believe that information still needs to be accessible to library systems. So for them, they are a little less evil than what Macmillan slash Tor um, has been doing. And yeah, it's extreme to say that they're evil because maybe they're just looking out for their bottom line and for a lot of employees. I know a lot of people are employed by them. So if they don't bring up their sales, there could be layoffs. But I don't think that they are looking at all the correct options. Well, layoffs for libraries too. Yes. You know, exactly. one of our friends, her mother's a librarian. And what if she got laid off one day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, what's that going to be? And she's been a librarian for 40 years. 40 years. I mean, it's been a long time and our library systems still need those people, those experts, because that is what librarians are. They are experts. Your children's teachers cannot fund or create a, an effective library classroom. You need those libraries to still be instilled in schools and in your communities, because if they are not, kids will never learn how to treat a book. What, what next? They're going to take down all the free little libraries around the counties? I hope not. I mean, those are amazing. All the little Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. Or, or publishers are going to stand there and make you pay for those little libraries. Yeah. Take a cut from the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So what do we know about libraries, though? Here's the thing about what Overdrive, which is an online library, said about their reasoning for wanting more books mm-hmm. and a wait list. Yes. So their thoughts on a wait list for an ebook is that if a if a reader waits long enough and becomes impatient, then they will themselves go buy the book. Mm-hmm. And they're telling publishers, this is going to help your sales. Mm-hmm. Don't knock us because we're trying to help you in the long run. Yeah. But publishers don't see that. Publishers, for a long time, there was no metric studies for a waitlister turning into a reader for somebody who was checking out from a library book and then buying a physical book. There was no measure of numbers. So publishers didn't have anything to look at. They didn't have any statistics to go off of or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So when Overdrive started implementing some metric systems in order to look at it and to report on numbers, it still wasn't enough for publishers. And it's fine. Some people just want the whole pie. They don't want just a slice. They want everything. Mm. But with those numbers there, Overdrive proved that with wait lists comes the need to buy. Mm -hmm. And some people want to try a book before they buy it. Yeah. Why do I want to spend $25 on a book or, you know, $4.99 for an ebook? Because right now all we're talking about is ebook licenses. Yes. But what does this mean for the future? Mm -hmm. And if... I'm scrolling through my OverDrive app Mm -hmm. or if I'm going to the library and saying, oh, I can't check out all these books at once because I have a deadline to get them back. I'm going to go buy that book. Yes. Not only will waitlist make me go buy the book, but the fact that they're they're present and in my face, it makes me want to go buy the book. Yeah. So libraries, they need to get get a break. Yeah. They need, they deserve it. And one of the solutions that I thought of. I thought of a solution and Brad thought of a solution for this. Yes. The solution that I have is that because self-publishing has been on the rise, it has risen over almost 
28% between 2016 and 2017, and it continues to upward tick, mainly because Amazon makes it so accessible. Again, Amazon. That big brother. A big brother. Even nuggies. Yeah, those hurt. Yeah. Amazon implementing self-publishing allows people to publish their work easier. Um, my solution is that publishers open up a self-publishing branch that's a little easier for authors to get into. It's a little easier for them to access. They don't have all the promotional stuff that a represented author would have, but they have the ability and access to sell their books directly through a Macmillan site or a Tor site, and they can get that profit. Macmillan can get the profit. There's no middleman. There's no Amazon middleman. There's no mm-hmm. um, Barnes & Noble middleman either. Um, so it would suck for brick and mortar, mortar stores, but it would help maybe take a little bit of the shine off of how publishers are trying to make libraries out to be awful. Mm-hmm. Um, so my solution would be a self-publishing branch of these big publishing companies. That would be amazing. It would be. Ugh. And there could be implementations, like I said, mm-hmm. they wouldn't get all the promotions, they wouldn't get all the oversight and stuff like that from the publisher. I also heard from an author that sells on Amazon that the books that he or she writes cannot be placed on Barnes & Noble shelves, only sold through Amazon. That hurts the author completely. And it hurts the bookstores as well because they can't get those sales either. Mm-hmm. So Amazon is just completely shutting out people and they're not being reprimanded for it. And if you think about it, it's making people that can't afford Amazon Prime memberships that can get the ebook for $3.99, it makes them have to pay a $7.99 price because they don't have the Prime membership. Oh so it really isolates the, the 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 lower class mm-hmm. from getting books and going to the library once again to get a free copy. Mm. So my solution isn't really an original one. A lot of authors I've seen on Twitter really promote this idea of please go recommend my book to your library because the more it's recommended, the more hype I get and the more that the library wants to buy my book. So for readers, I want all of you to recommend the books that are not at your library. If you can't find them on Overdrive or if you, they're not in on the shelves at the library, recommend them. Mm-hmm. Libraries will take that recommendation and send it off and try to get the book for you. Yeah. And another thing that I wanted to touch on was author events. Authors, go have events at libraries. Yes. What's stopping you? It doesn't have to be just at you know, bookstores or convention centers, go to local libraries and really support them. Yes. For for instance, I know Bridget Kemmerer goes to the Savannah Park Library yes. often on her tours. Mm-hmm. And Brittany and I have actually hosted a talk, a book chat with her mm-hmm. at one of the libraries. And it was amazing. Yeah. There were so many people that normally would have never met this New York Times bestselling author that got a, a free ride into the library to see this author event happen. Yeah. That's bringing kind of content to people that can't get it. So I I think people need to recommend books more. Authors need to go. And what about publishers? What, What about holding events for themselves in libraries? Let's call it the Macmillan Day, where... That day we we give out all the books and we have people from the community come in to look at the books. That could be a solution. You can even sell it. Yeah, you can sell it there. Because authors sell their books usually at these um, author talks at the libraries or at smaller bookstores. They usually are there to support the bookstore, give the bookstore money, give the library money, give the author money. 
give the publisher money at mm-hmm. the end of the day. And so the big problem here is that I think publishers, Macmillan slash Tor in specific, need to recognize the significance that libraries have on our communities. They are not looking at them as community places that people gather and individuals who are maybe from the lower end of the spectrum can gather. They only see people as dollar signs. Mm. And that's a big problem with big corporations to begin with, is that we are not looked at as people. We are only looked at as our wallets. Mm -hmm. And we love the content that Macmillan puts out. Yeah. It is wonderful stuff. One of our favorite reads of 2019, Red, White, and Royal Blue, is from Macmillan. Yep. So we love you guys. It's just, we also love people Mm -hmm. and we need to be treated as such. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ooh. Dang. That was deep. Ooh, I'm getting sweaty up in here. I'm sweaty. Dang. Oh. Ugh. (sighs) Anyway, we got a little hot. We got a little angry. Mm -hmm. We need to go and solve some crimes. So anyway, we will be leaving the article from the ALA, which is the American Library Association, that we read about this issue down below. We'll also leave the one that was from last year, which was about TOR doing their embargoes as well, which is a branch of Macmillan. Um, We will leave all of those in our description below. And you can also subscribe to us. Yes, by hitting that red button. Mm -hmm. Subscribe to all of our videos. Yes. And follow along with us on Twitter at AudioShelfMe, Instagram at AudioShelfMe, and Facebook at AudioShelf. Tell us what you think of this issue. Tell us where you fall in it. If you agree with the publisher, with Macmillan, that's totally fine. That That's up to you. Um, this is just our angry rant, but mm-hmm. um, whatever you believe is fine. Shade. <laughs> if you are a library fan, let us know that as well. Um, and if you didn't know about this issue or if you are well-versed in this issue and we got anything wrong, please let us know. Yes. We want to have this story correct. Mm-hmm. We want to be educated. Yeah. So... Until next time. Bye. 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 That's good. Yeah, it's nice. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest books and topics for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. 